brought to you by NJ Diet. What's really going on with Joel Embiid's knee? Don't really know other than the team saying he'll undergo further evaluation on it. We do know Embiid will not play tonight when the Sixers are in Utah as they try to snap a four-game skid. On with Sports Illustrated's Robin Lundgren, A.J. Brown spoke about the trade chatter. You know, I've been through this before. I'm a, I'm a bear at this point, you know. So if something happens, my phone will ring, and I'll be waiting or not, then I'll enjoy my time. But you're prepared, obviously, to be catching passes for the Philadelphia Eagles next season. I'm prepared to uh, focus on my family at home and, and get better in the offseason and just see, see where this thing goes, you know. It's chatter. Lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, and no shots. Visit njdiet.com. Mix the sun and clouds high 50. It is currently 35. To listen to 94 WIP, just download the free Odyssey app or tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Shout out Cameron John Rich. It is 94 WIP. This segment right, right now brought to us by Mount Holly Nissan. New 2024 Nissans. They're arriving daily at Mount Holly Nissan. Minutes from everywhere. Just over the bridge. Online at MountHollyNissan.com. We are graced with the presence of the Diddy. It's always great to talk to the Diddy. Can't believe we're in February already. I mean, it just feels like time flies. I mean, it was just it was just New Year's Eve. It was just New Year's Day. And now, you know, here we are, February. Philly spring training, of course. Uh, February notable for uh, spring training, which will start. Seltzer, what's uh, what's the date we're looking Pitchers at? Pitchers and catchers report the 13th through the 15th is wow. the date range. So so two weeks. Pitchers so we're and using catchers. the 13th. Yeah, the 13th. 12 days. Yeah, buddy. 12 days for spring training. Let's that's, go. That's good stuff. Are, uh, you, and we, are you going down? Are you we are. the morning show down there? We are going down uh, sometime in March, I believe it is. Good. Yeah, we're going down in March. So greatest look, greatest gig in the world. It's mm-hmm. yeah, well, Co- covering being a media person covering yeah. spring training. Yeah. It's the best it's the best of all possible sports media worlds. It's, I loved it. It's pretty darn cool. It, it really is. It's so great. Yeah, we would anticipate getting some some interviews with, you know, whomever. We'll find out who. But um so we look forward to that, obviously. Look, this month, I mean, we're in one of those confluence of, you know, all four teams sort of intersect here. I mean, the Eagles, you have the residual from the season, sort of the look ahead. Phillies, obviously, you have a big-time look ahead. And Sixers and Flyers, you have what's currently going on. Now, Flyers on hiatus, obviously, with the, the All-Star break. The Carter-Hart situation lingers in a, you know, what, what appears to be not good way. We'll, we'll let that play out to ultimately pass judgment one way or the other, but certainly, you know, not a good-looking situation. Also, at a time when they went into the All-Star break, I think it was losing five in a row, if I remember. It was five, yeah. And then the Sixers, who, you know, I'm convinced are, when healthy, the third-best team in the East. Not to say they can't become the best team, but I just think they are three. And, of course, they're not healthy right now. And we certainly await for how long it'll be for, for MB to be out. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see in the next day or two or so if we, if we get an answer there. All right, Ray, speaking of answers, you just heard A.J. Brown's answer, obviously, you know, as Rhea played it in the update. Um, you know, hey, you expecting to be an Eagle? You get ready to be an Eagle? Like, it wasn't a yes. No. What, what do you – how do you ascertain what he said and what it means? Um, it wasn't a yes, but it wasn't a no. That's you know, right. We, we should be clear about that. For sure. It isn't, it isn't like, get me out of here. No question. 
Um, but ambivalent? Yeah, I, I, that's the best way I would describe it. I, I think he's still working through the emotional wreckage of the season and the way this whole season played out for the team and for him. You know, remember he went through that stretch early in the season where he had six straight games with 125 or more yards in a mm-hmm. game. Unprecedented. Had no receiver in the history of the league had ever done that. Um, so he was on a historic pace almost up to the bye week. And then coming out of the bye week, when things began, the wheels came, began coming off the Eagles, yeah. they came off him at the same time. And he certainly demonstrated frustration. Uh, there were weeks that, uh, I mean, there were, there were weeks where he was only catching a couple of passes. His yardage was way down. And then the, the year becomes, <coughs> the, the end of the year becomes a total crash and burn. So right now I think he's still sorting through that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into whatever he says right now because he's a very emotional guy. I mean, we, you knew that when he came out of Tennessee. Yep. You knew that when they got him. Uh, he came here. He was overjoyed to be in this, on the same team with Jalen Hurts. Um, their friendship turned out to be something beyond what any of us knew. I mean, we, oh, I had no clue that they were. I, I had no yeah. idea that they were that they were that kind of no friends. Clue. That they, you know, they hadn't gone to college together. They didn't seem there didn't seem to be in their, either their histories um, a whole lot of time. But turned out they had this great relationship, and it turned out to be. Some, a real positive thing for the team. I don't think that's all gone away. You know, I think just think right now he's disappointed, like a lot of other people are disappointed about the way this season ended. I mean, consider it wasn't all that long ago. They were 10-1, and one, and people yeah. were already penciling them in for the game that's getting ready to I be know. played next week. It, and it, now you're sitting home wondering what the hell happened. It's so strange that this organization, we, they are worried about getting hijacked because of the Chip Kelly experience. So they don't want the coach to do that. Right now, doesn't it feel sort of like the organization has been hijacked by this emotional uh, roller coaster between the quarterback and the wide receiver? Like, it's a replacement hijacking, but it's a hijacking nevertheless. Well, if it's as bad as we think it may be, and candidly, we're, I'm not certain. I, I, I just I tend to no. think there's something there. I, 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 there's something I've there. Heard, I've there's heard something from, there. I've heard from it's people making the team there. worse. Yeah, I'll tell you we that. watched the team over the last month and a half yeah. struggle. They scored. 18 points a game Yeah. over the last month and a half. Well, Ray, let me ask you this question. Um, Without a whole bunch of injuries on offense. Yeah. That's the thing. It isn't like right. you were devastated. This, I mean, this is the same offense that was scoring 30 points yeah. with their eyes closed That's a year right. ago. That you got relationship. the same guys, and they, they're, they're struggling to score 20 so, now. So, Ray, yeah. where did you stand how it netted out at the end of the season on, on Jalen Hurts? The whole shebang, you know, how much – he took a step backwards. How much it concerns you for the future? How much it doesn't concern you for the future? Where are you on the whole Hurts thing? If defense has figured out what he does best and they didn't have a counterpunch, perhaps in part because they didn't trust him to play differently, to play under center, where do you stand on the whole Hurts thing? Um, <clears throat> there's validity to just about everything you laid out there um, in varying degrees. Am I concerned about him? Uh, I'd be lying if I said no. I mean, the, the easy thing and what everybody wants you to say is, oh, no, no, nah, come on, he'll be fine, he'll be fine. He don't, um, I'm not so sure. Uh, I, I would go back and look at it. Uh, I, I think a lot of things went wrong with this offense this year. Uh, I, think a lot of it, I think a lot of it was coaching. I think a lot of it was design. I think a lot of it was play calling. I think a lot of that was faulty. Um, 
I think the players didn't have a whole lot of confidence in what they were being asked to do. I think that was reflected in the way that they played. Um, you know, you saw you saw Hertz. The term regress regression. Yeah. It it's it's not inaccurate. I mean, he did. I mean, in terms of his mechanics, as much improvement as he made last year, he took that many steps back this year. Uh, to the end, I mean, holding the ball way too much. Um, Throwing the ball into spots that he he's he's got to know better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to me, the if you want to put his where he is right now in a nutshell, I mean, it's it's the sack in the end zone in Tampa. I mean, that's that's you know we were sort of building up to that moment, and then it happened that night. That's how far he's fallen right now. Last year he doesn't even make that. Last year he doesn't make that play. Why is he making it now? Should remind you, Carson. Different, different. Uh, I, I thought that the, a lot of – when I went back and watched the film of games over and over again, there were – this is where it's similar to Carson. There were things that I saw in the film, and I'd say, w- w- why doesn't he see that? It's right th- – why doesn't he see that? I mean, I did that with Carson all the time. I mean, plays would unfold exactly right. I mean, timing was right. The receiver's right. The look is right there. It's a defense you expected. Everything's right there. And Carson's still holding the ball. He couldn't cut it loose. What is he looking at? What's the problem? There was similar there were similar things with that with Hertz this year. Not to the same extent. Um, because frankly, I think the plays that are being called weren't as good. I mean, a lot of the looks weren't there. But sometimes when they were there, he didn't see it. Uh, and I think some of it has to do with the fact that I think every team in the league studied the Eagles offense in this offseason. There's no question last year that schematically they were a couple steps ahead of everybody because nobody knew quite what they were going to do. The RPO thing gave them a flexibility and a, uh, and a changeability that really had defenses off guard last year. Well, this offseason they had time to study that, and teams were much better prepared for that. And the fact that they didn't – and here's one of the things, and this gets back to the coaching again. One of the things that – that allowed that offense to be dynamic last year was the RPO. You know, they didn't have to use a lot of motion. They didn't have to change formation because the RPO gave them that mysterious element. You never knew quite where the ball was going when it was in the quarterback's hands. This year, when they backed so far away from the RPO, and that became less a part of the offense, you had to compensate somehow else by motion or something else. Well, they didn't do that. So they stayed with the same basic offense, but they took away the one element that made them unpredictable. And so they had, they had this. There, there weren't there times when you were watching their offense this year when you looked at it and you said, this is the most flat-footed, yep. dead-in-the-water offense ever. They don't, do, they don't show you anything. They don't do anything. And that's why I think Nick kind of alluded to it. We've got a little stale. Well, when you backed away from the RPO thing, probably to protect your quarterback physically somewhat, you had to make it up with somewhat something else. And they didn't do that. So they just wound up with this offense that was just lifeless. And so it affected everybody, but it affected the quarterback most of all. Ray, let me say something. We've been discussing essentially this topic, the intersection of a few different issues, but that basic topic of the Eagles offense for three to four months, even when they were winning, it doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. What you just did there for the last two, two and a half minutes was the most concise and I believe on-point explanation I have heard anybody say about the situation. I said it in Joe's ear while you were saying it. You should, I agree you, completely. You, sh- you should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, right? 
<laughs> that was a masterpiece. Got a good point. All right, let's go to the well, phones. I felt, but I, I felt it, Joe. I felt it watching the game. I did too. I'm just, I, I agree with you. The only word I could describe is that this offense just looks flat-footed. There's just no motion. There's just no nothing. And last year, the RPO gave you that. Well, when you took that away, you had to replace it with something else, and they yep. didn't. Well, why didn't they know that? Why didn't they know oh, that you have to replace what it? What a good question. I mean, how can they not? It's something else. Like, how can you actually think that that offense would work? Well, that's what, you know, people were kind of asking Nick that week after week. Including and, us in the interviews. I know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we asked him a number of times, a number of ways, those types of questions. Right. And he just wouldn't. I mean, he would indicate we do those things. We have those things. That's exactly what he would he say. Would, I, mean, I mean, yeah, technically, is it in the playbook? Sure. Exactly. But does it make the call sheet on game day? No, you and do you actually and, it. You can't run it. And do you actually you do, do it? it. Like, you would never call it. Right. So it doesn't matter if you have a playbook with 400 plays. If it never if it, if it, it never manifests in a game, then you don't do it. It, it, was, it was exasperating. It and, was. And not your fault. And not your fault. Because you asked the question. We did ask him. But the way he – the way he – danced around it that's right and didn't answer it was very frustrating because to me it was as obvious as obvious could be and you would hear that in the interviews Ray. that stood out to you because it stood out to yes. me as someone asking him questions he yes. was being purposely evasive on, on oh, no, that no, more, type of I question more than, that it's more than, purpose more than evasive. evasive it was he was he's he, not answering anything it was def, he was defensive he was defensive and i that's what came across to me because that suggested to me that when coaches answer questions like that, and believe me, I've been asking coaches questions for 50 years. Yep. And when, when they answer questions like that, they know that you're on to something. Yeah. Okay, you're not just asking a dopey yeah. sports writer question. Right. They know that you're, you're putting your finger on something that's pretty true. And now they have to figure out some way they can answer it without answering it. Yeah. And to listen mm -hmm. to that week after week, especially over that last two months, when you watch this whole season go down the drain, was – I mean, that's kind of what brought the fans to where they were, where at the end, they weren't sorry. They would not have been sorry to see him go. So, okay, now you've made the decision to bring him back. Understand that you're bringing him back under a cloud, okay? He is going to start the next year, and one of the questions is going to, when they, when they start putting out the list, who's the coach that's on the hot seat, yeah. who's going to be the first coach fired, he's on it, okay? And so... He's going to have to live with it, but the organization's going to have yeah. to live with it. And that is a tough way to start a season. All right, let's go to the phones. Boy, do I agree with every single thing Ray just said over the last bunch of minutes. I mean, I've made it a point in life never to disagree with Ray, but that was a particular I agree with Ray. All right, Brian in Allentown. Hi, Brian. Good morning. How, how are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing good, man. Um, yeah. oh, I, I can't believe everything that Ray said is exactly what I've been thinking for the longest time. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that Eagles offense was the worst I've ever seen in professional football. Well, it wasn't actually that, because I saw the 3-13 and 13 Eagles in 98, and you might not know it, but Bobby Hoyne didn't throw a touchdown pass that year. And by the way, mm -hmm. they averaged, I'm not making this up, they averaged seven points a game. <laughs> so, and it wasn't like 1942. Wow. It was 1998. You know, seven? The, 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 I was waiting to see what number was going to come yeah. out. I was definitely not the, expecting the, seven. The forward pass had, had entered football by 1998. And, James, pull up while Brian's talking here. Pull up their scores. Wait till you hear what the scores were and not, how much the Eagles scored game by game. All right, Brian, go ahead, man. Um, the thing with A.J., I really think that he expected when he came to the Eagles – for, for the combination with Jalen to be like Mahomes and Kelsey. Did you ever notice how Mahomes, even when other 
receivers are open, he always looks for Kelsey. He always tries to get the ball to Kelsey. And I think that's what A.J. expected when he came here. And I just I think he was underused, and I think that's why he's frustrated. He was underused as the year went on, and I agree with you. That's part of his frustration. I agree. But I will say yeah. this. He wasn't underused more than Dallas Goddard, who was barely oh, he was barely used. I mean that yeah. that was criminal to see some of these tight ends in the playoffs. And you know what's crazy? I though? mean, it's unbelievable how effective these guys have been. And Goddard has that in him. Look, he's probably not the same route runner as Ertz. He probably isn't, but he's a good tight end. He's a very good tight end. And yeah. it's like they just you oh, know it's crazy. Brutal. Everyone says Dallas Goddard was underutilized this year, and I agree with that fact. He had the most receptions he's ever had. Like, he caught more balls this year than he's ever caught in his six-year right, Let me career, take a guess. I don't know the answer. Let me take me. a guess. I'm going to guess that he caught 63 passes. What's the number? No, it's 59. But I'm close. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, 59. Like, I'm off by, I'm off by 20. No. I mean, that's ridiculous in this day and age. 59 is not the right number for no, a guy not. who's that talented. My right. but, but hold on. He did miss four or five three, games. Three, four or five? Yeah, yeah four maybe. So yeah. maybe it would have been like an 85. Well, when you when you think well, when you think about it that way, that it didn't feel was like not that. Underutilized to the same degree. Well, that we but here's the problem. Back John. on the season, and I and made perceive. I made this point over and over again, and when at the end of the year we saw those charts of where the ball went, I was right. His catches almost every time were headed toward the sideline. It was that flare route thing where you're headed to the side. The play's going to be over one way or the other soon. He's either going to get tackled or he's going to start moving toward out of bounds as a guy bumps him. <laughs> like, there was no over the middle. And by, well, that, when I say I, no, I mean such a small percentage. Brian, we need an answer from you, my man. Big TV moment. What do you have? In 1986, when uh, the U.S. Treasurer Bud Dwyer pulled out yeah. a 357 oh, and geez, blew yeah. his brains out. That was a very <laughs> sad I, situation. Live TV, I remember that well being a kid. All right, James, you have the 98 we had off Eagles. that day. Yeah, a lot of people watch that. You have the 98 Eagles here. I do. Give me just yeah. their their point total game by game. Okay. Eagles, Eagles. All right, week one, zero. Week two, 12 points. Week three, three points. Uh, 21 points. A 16. A, a barn burner. Yeah, 21. Uh, just so you know, that was their high mark of yeah. the season, 21 yeah. points in week four. 16, 17, 10, another zero. Uh, 10 again, three Zero. So in a four-week span, they scored 13 points yeah, right there. Uh, you don't have to do the whole thing, yeah. but we get the point. I mean, they were shut out, what, three or four times that year? Uh, four shutouts, yeah. I mean, that's unbelievable. I'm sorry, three shutouts and also two three-points. And three then they also had a nine-point. So they were under 10 points six times. That's whatever. brutal. That was the Dana Bible offense. It was the Dana Bible. That's did right. not finish the season. Well, oh, actually, they kind of did what they did here. They they took the responsibility away from him. Remember, he was they, they put in charge of new ideas. Yes, I remember <laughs> this because he was my offensive coordinator at Stanford the year before. Oh boy! And he came here. We didn't think he was going to do great, and he would. Yeah, he was what four games in. Some, I don't know they, how they, soon, they, Yeah, they took the sheet away from him, and they made uh, Musgrave. Musgrave, Musgrave promoted a guy plays. who'd never called plays before. They also took the gig, gig away from Bobby Coy. Oh, what a disaster that year was. Yeah, they were just. That was, that was hard to watch. That yeah. really was, yeah. Although Coy Detmer played the most entertaining game that year when he almost beat Brett Favre in Lambeau. Yeah, I know. He almost beat Brett Favre in his prime in Lambeau. It was unbelievable. All right, Ray, a couple final things here, uh, and we appreciate your, your time here today. Mm-hmm. Um, Belichick. Are you surprised he wasn't hired and likely won't be? And what do you make of it? Well, they're still Washington, right? They still haven't hired anybody. Um, 
Am I surprised? Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, I think that what works against him is um, even though he interviewed twice in Atlanta, I don't think he can convince anybody that he's a long-term investment. I think that people look at him with his age, the fact he's 14 away from Shula, thinking that we'll hire him and in two years we're going to have to go hire somebody else. I, by the way, think that's wrong. I think Belichick's going to coach until he dies. If they hire him. If, if they hire him. I agree with you. I, I think he's a guy who has no life outside of football. It's not like he's going to go off and do something else. He's going to keep coaching as long as he can coach. So the idea that, oh, he's only going to come here long enough to break Shula's record and then he's going to walk out the door. No, 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 no. He's going to stay as long as you let him stay because he, I mean, he's a football animal. He doesn't want to do anything else. He doesn't have anything else. So I thought with all the openings that there were, I thought certainly he would get one. The fact that he's still sitting at still sitting at out on the doorstep surprises me. Tell me which of these two you think uh, hurts him more. I think we all know Brady winning a Super Bowl and, and, and Belichick not doing well without Brady hurts him. But tell me which of these two you think hurts him more, perception-wise. That he's lost his fastball as a coach, and that includes connectivity with players. Mm-hmm. That's choice one. Choice Choice two for what has hurt Belichick is that he ticked off a lot of people around the league for many, many years, including cheating. Mm-hmm. And there's people that just don't want to attach themselves to that. Mm-hmm. Which which hurts him more? I think number one, I think they feel like uh, owners look at him and feel his time has passed, uh, feel that he can't connect with today's players, um, that he has a style of coaching uh, and an inac- inaccessibility that – what was it, what was the term that Jeffrey used with uh, Doug? Emotional, emotional intelligence. intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> that he's not high on the emotional intelligence scale. That's the kind of stuff that a lot of these owners are looking for. Yeah. And Bill isn't that. Um, but he's still, I will tell you, having watched some of the Patriots games this year and going back and watched them, he can still coach defense. Just didn't have talent enough? He just didn't have the players. Yeah, yeah. He just didn't have the players. But some of his game plans that he had this season with that team that he had, Defensively, his offense was a mess. Well, he really didn't have players there. But, def- but defensively, he can still coach. Yeah. He can absolutely still coach. I uh, think he laid down some of the groundwork for some of the things that worked so well against us this year, the simulated pressures and things like that. Now, the, the order of our season yeah, was we played one. them that's first. Right. Got him week but one. that's the first time I saw that stuff. That's Bill Belichick. I think that was born from his creative mind to some degree. Some of the things that worked so well at stopping the RPO this year. Bill laid it out Bill. for them. Yeah. Bill laid it out for them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, if you look at that, if you look at that tape and you look at this stuff at that defense, because this defense wasn't that good. Yeah. It wasn't that good. But week in and week out, they played. Ray, we'll, uh, we'll get you on next week before the Super Bowl. I'd love to. Get your pick next week. Uh, all right, Ray, thank you. My Always pleasure. great. Thank Always you, great Ray. to visit with you guys. Thanks, pal. Time's yours up ahead. More calls as well. 94 WIP. Did you give up on your New Year's resolution already? If you reach out to NJ Diet, they will help you lose that weight the safe and natural way. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you will lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat-burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help keep the weight off. Don't take shots the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. 
You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Call 855-5NJ-DIET, 855-5NJ-DIET, or schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. Brought to you by Window Nation. Sixers will try to snap a four-game skid tonight when they wrap up their five-game road trip in Utah. They'll do so without the services of Joel Embiid. Team says they'll have further evaluation of his injured left knee. In an interview with the Inquirer's Olivia Reiner, A.J. Brown expressed full support for Nick Sirianni. Says his confidence definitely has not wavered. Called him a great teacher, coach, and person. Window Nation, say big with 50% off all window styles. Plus, Zero down, zero interest, no payments for 24 months, windownation.com. Mix of sun and clouds, a high of 50. It is currently 38. To listen to 94 WIP, just download the free Odyssey app or tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. On this uh, Thursday morning, Joe Cameron, John Rich, it is 94 WIP. We've been talking a lot today about A.J. Brown, some of the stuff he said yesterday and the mess that was the end of the Eagles season in the hope that they can turn it around for next year, although it might be a multi-year process to do so. Let's also get to today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's a look back at the season that was. Twitter poll question brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance major repairs. Armin Chevrolet's service team is there to help. Certified service. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, today's question. Let's all go on the record before the John then assesses how he thinks the audience voted. Today's question. Um, gut feeling. Who do you think Eagles players were more annoyed with down the stretch this season? Two choices. We put them in alphabetical order by their last name. Jalen Hurts or Nick Sirianni. John, your personal opinion, who the players were more annoyed with, Hurts or Sirianni, <laughs> Man, what do you think? It's really hard for me to assess this in any way. I'm going to guess, uh, man, close to... No, no, no. Your personal opinion. My personal... Yeah, my personal opinion. I, I really don't know how to base this off of anything. I'm going to guess a little more on Jalen. Okay. Um, James, where would you where would you say people probably... The players probably... Came yeah, out? I would think it's probably more of a gray area, but if I had to choose, I would say Jalen. Rhea, where, where are you at? Uh, Jalen, based off of what James had said earlier, there were leaks about leadership questions about Jalen Hurts, correct? correct? No leaks about anything on Nick Sirianni and that yep. he was a really dreadful coach. That's right. I would say Jalen as well, and I feel pretty confident of that. Look, I think the guys were disgusted with the offense and scheme, and, and in that way probably couldn't stand the Sirianni-Brian Johnson yeah. thing. Um, but I would tend to think that they were more frustrated with uh, – with Hertz. All right, John, where do you think the poll results came in? 52% yep. say Jalen. 50, 51% say Nick. Oh. It's a 50-50 it's a yeah. type poll right. with 51 saying Nick and 49 saying Jalen. It's a good poll. How about that? All right, let's go to the – and look, we don't know. I mean, maybe it's 80-20 one way or the other, and, and people got it wrong. Maybe we got it wrong, you know, with with our assessment. I don't tend to think I did. But, it's yeah. really hard. Who knows? I, I, it feels like it's a good one. It's tough to figure well, out. Well, I I I'll have say no this: idea where to start assessing that? Thing. I would be fascinated 
to have the actual answer. The 52 other players on the roster get handed a piece of paper. Guys, check this box or check that box. Hand them in. And we get those pieces of paper, John. We go through them like it's a, like it's a, an election by hand. Now, that would be something. To, to really know that answer, that would really be something. They've got a lot of work to do, a lot of honesty to bring out. like Stuff like that, it sounds crazy to think about arriving there, but like that's the sort of activities they need to start doing. Like well, this I think team it, has a lot they have to work out and a lot of things that need to come out from the the dark into the light. Well, it, it doesn't have to come to the light to the public. What has to happen is how how we Roseman needs to those, yes. Yeah, within those meeting John, rooms, within those team events. Let me ask you a question. So when you played for the Eagles, Andy Reid was the grand poopa. Poopa. Yeah. To use a what was that a uh, Happy Days reference? I think that might be Flintstones, Flintstones wasn't it? The Grand oh, Poobah. was it? Yeah. Well, what was the Happy Days thing where where Mr. C was he part might have of been the on uh, Happy Days too? Mr. I, C was the uh, he would go to the uh, the lodge with the uh, well anyway I don't know but so it might have been Happy Days. That's what it I might thought. Have been both. But all right, Andy Reid was the coach, and he also had a mass massive say in personnel decisions. I mean, to the point where it was really his show. Um, so you would meet with him after the year, obviously. Do you think each player on their exit meeting day two weeks ago met with Sirianni and then separately met with Howie? No. I think they met with their position coach and uh Well, how does it come maybe how the does it come to light that coordinator, defensive coordinator, maybe the well, head coach? I, I it's probably I mean, you're likely just, that each guy it was different. You know, like I don't the know. quarterback I'm just saying, is you, certainly gonna meet. You're just saying you want it to guy. come to light privately, and I do too. I mean wouldn't Howie have to meet with the guys in order to know? The GM meeting with each individual player after That's what the I'm season, asking. I don't think it happens that way. I, I've i never been met with by the If GM I was the GM, it would happen. After the season, I think the GM, if he's meeting with yeah. people, it's those coaches and those other front office people. Maybe Who, I'm, all, I'm about to fire all the coaches, so I want their assessment? Like, if I'm the GM and I don't interview the player, like I might fire the head coach. By the way, what good does it do me if he meets with Brian Johnson and Matt Patricia? I whacked what, them. Like, what good does that do me? A lot of the assistant coaches got whacked. What good does that do me? I got to talk to them myself. Howie needs to talk to the players. I himself. would. It, James, is it, this that's crazy not talk? how it works. I don't think it's crazy. Look, I, I trust that John knows more about this than we do. So yep. if he says that's not how it works, I understand But again, that. Andy Reid, just to use a point of reference, Andy Reid was, was, was in charge both. of, yeah. Both. I, look, yeah. I, I yeah. think in this type of situation, what you're saying makes a ton of sense. That, that I don't know how it works, right. but I, if I were Howie Roseman and I were considering firing Nick Sirianni, I would want to know what the players thought about it. I would 100%. think that Howie oh, speaks well, to certain players. Question. Well, that's what I'm asking you. Oh. That's what I'm asking you. I mean, listen, maybe it's not all 53 guys, but he better talk His core to at least 15 to 20. To. Yeah. Look, he has. I think, yeah. I think it's possible that the nine days is partly because it, there was a lot of talking that needed done. Well, I think building. that and this is the one thing in their defense. They didn't want to reemerge until they had some clarity on coordinators. Even if they didn't have them fully hired, they wanted to know, are we definitely firing these two guys? Like, that, it's an important thing to assess. Right. I, I can understand, because one of the things that was tough for Doug, and they have institutional knowledge of this, is for a, quarter, a coach or even a general manager to stand there publicly and answer questions, are you going to keep the coordinator? You're not going to keep the coordinator? And then say one thing and then do the other thing two days later. Like, you, you look ridiculous. All right, yeah. Violet's with us. Hi, Violet. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well, Violet. 
Um, so I actually went back and I listened to the A.J. Brown interview um, this morning, and I actually didn't think it was that bad. I mean, uh, you know, I mean. Well, there's a lot of I good thought, stuff. There's a lot of good stuff in it, clearly. It's just, you know, I what's, what's this? I kind of safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he really, uh, I don't think he wants to be gone. You know what I'd love to see? I, didn't, I know this sounds really crazy. I would love for him and Jalen to, like, go somewhere and just work together. Do you know what I mean? Like, work to, like Well, 100%. Unless, unless, like, unless it's gotten to the point where they don't want to do that. I mean, that's clearly, that's clearly, someone's, if, if there's a divide, and I believe there is, someone's got to bring them together. Has to. Has to. He's the, the godfather of your, your kid. Like, you should you'd take right. steps to try and fix that. If Vi- Violet, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a great or very good friend that you had a split with? Yes. It's tough, yes. right? And I, yeah, and but but on the other hand, I tried everything to fix it, and that person just didn't want it fixed. Well, and you know listen, what? It's listen. Okay. No, I, well, this team needs these players to try to fix oh, it, like in definitely. a timely fashion. But like this is really even, uncharted territory here. Like, hey guys, even, we need you to work on your social lives with one another in order for our team to actually yeah. get better moving H- forward. Hello, Donovan and To. Oh, well, like, that was never hello. <laughs> wow, no, seriously. I mean, that's. I mean, it was different in nature, but not, not different structurally with regard to two guys that got along really good and then didn't. I mean, it's a fact. Violet, no, give me a, give me a big answer. A, a a notable TV moment. Um, the Madonna, um, the Madonna Britney kiss. Yeah, oh. yeah, that was that was something. That was at an award. Sh- a lot of these things happen at award show. <laughs> so Michael Jackson was in an award show. You know what was not said award show based? The Taylor uh, Kanye thing. Bingo. Yeah. I think that Madonna Britney guess might have been the same year approximately as the Super Bowl flash, right? I, I think About it was later. Same... Yeah, I would say if I had a guess, Madonna Britney. No, no, it's two thousand. I would go. Seltzer, I'm gonna give you a an O I'm gonna give you an O nine. No. An 09 Britney Madonna kiss. Seltzer, what do we got? One of the two of you is correct. It's me. It's John Rich in 2003. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. That's the same year as the the Super Bowl. Well, technically it was 04. 04 season. But but that was the 03 03 season. season. Same season. season. So it actually happened before. I am disgusted. Well done, John. Well, don't have that as a question tomorrow in Pizza Hammers. I got to go 200 above 500 tomorrow. I'm shocked. Usually you're right about those things. Listen, you Boats got poorly for tomorrow, Joe. Yes, it Uh-oh. does. Well, we, we also know pop culture beat the hammer. Not exactly my specialty. And with that, let's do what we do every single day at this time. I want to say I was way off. Yeah. Way off? Way off? I just hope we can win a game. All right, time's yours. That's really dorky. That so it was lame. not bad, though. I kind of liked don't it. Know. I was kind of in on it. I don't know. That's really shame on me. Time's yours is brought to us by Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. Discover the nation's best-kept secret and switch to Xfinity Mobile, now with the best price for two lines of Unlimited. Let's hit it with time's yours. Tell me why DeAndre Smith shouldn't be upset. They never utilized them all year. I think the most runs he had was like 15 after week three. It's crazy. You got to keep running. You got to pound the ball. Work it. And we didn't do that. 
and we're not going to do it again because we got this offensive coordinator. Time's yours. I'm really worried about not running it enough, but DeAndre Swift prior to this season had only had two games with 20-plus carries. Like, he's not a bell cow back. God, can you please smack the ham in the mouth and shut him up, please? I will crush your face. Please, do us all a favor. Back, man. Yeah, hammer! What'd I do to you? What'd I do to you? Come on, man. I'm insulted by that. Hey, what's up, fellas? I want to call in and give a, a caller some props. Ken from Cinnamons, and I think he's one of your best callers, and I want to give him a shout-out. Well, I wow. don't, I don't nice. really disagree. Nice. I, yeah. I agree with you. Ken's great. I don't disagree either, but strange call. But It, it <laughs> wasn't exciting it, but yeah, yeah shout-out right. to Ken. Fair enough. With that, time's yours. We shut it down. The Time's Yours line. Leave Joe and John a message of your thoughts, compliments, and complaints. Call wow. 215-238-4500. That's the first time that's happened, right? Like I think someone so. called the Time's Yours line to be like, hey, great job, Ken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was that his brother? I don't know. That's <laughs> nice, no, I call Time's Yours all the time. Very that's kind. one of our go-to Time's Yours guys. Who knows? John. Um, Ken is good, though. So he's a great, great caller. Call. Call. Yeah. John, tomorrow potentially momentous day. I mean, I could go 200 above 500. Is momentous the word? Momentous. <laughs> Is that the right, right word? Well, how about this? I could get to, I don't know, close to six straight months without losing. I mean, you got to admit, it has been a, a run. And last week was a great one. That guy got three. I got three. I want to know. It's one of your best runs in a while. Like since uh, last since week the was early days. Would you start 23 an hour? 22 like an hour. 22 an hour. Yeah. It might be my second longest streak. That's what I mean. It might be. It's up there. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate. We do not have the data. Of week by week, that's not that unfortunate. In the beginning, don't have no. But shout out to the shout out to the beat the hammer guy on Twitter because he's the reason we have all that data. I know, data. Yeah. and he started what about two years ago, James? Yeah, somewhere in that range. It's pretty good stuff. All right, let's get to uh, to John right now. Hi, John. Hey, how you doing? Great, John. You know the AJ uh, the AJ Brown thing. You know, I know he's a great receiver, but why in the world do you think Tennessee was willing to trade him? Because because he causes problems in the locker room. I mean, you know, they didn't want to pay him. Well, could be you know, both. He also could probably be both. Caused, he also probably causes a lot of problems in the locker room. That would be. Listen, I think that uh, a little bit of both probably is in order. I think the. Uh, I think he causes think, less problems here with his best friend around. And well, I don't we think it's his best chance. friend anymore. Let's start with that. I think they can get back. Certainly to causing some problems, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's not like he's not causing problems. John, I do Look, think I, if I had a guess, tricky. he's a he's tricky. He's difficult. He's a diva, but I yeah. think. We here in Philly are better equipped to deal with that because of Jalen and everything else than other teams are. It's someone's going to have to swallow their pride here, Jalen or AJ, in order to get through this part. Like, hey, maybe they need someone to, I don't know, uh, referee. You know, sometimes it, yeah, get it Don, helps. get Donovan and T.O. But but the thing is, if neither one swallow their pride, then we're mm. we're, we're we're still with uh, uh, a gotta, problem. Nick's got to step in at, at that point, but. Presumably, Nick tried. Presumably. Well, he's got to try again. Yeah. Back I mean, to the drawing board. All right. I mean, I will say this. There's also only sometimes so much you can do. You can have great leadership. I'll, I'll, I'll use I'll, – John, let me tell you something um, that I've referenced before. Let's go back to the T.O. Donovan thing. You know who was on the team? Brian Dawkins. Mm-hmm. You know who didn't solve the problem? Brian Dawkins. Am I ripping Brian Dawkins? No. Sometimes a problem can't be solved. You know, right. I mean, right. you can't envision a better leader. Jeremiah Trotter, great leader. I mean, you can have great leaders and not get the problem solved. So, you know, we'll see where this one goes. 
John, we, we got we got to start turning two, my man. Give me, and there are so many big answers still available. A notable television moment. I I, I like uh, Miracle on Ice. The actual game, That's a good sure. Answer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not too inclined to vote for a sports thing, but yeah, it happened on TV. It was also on tape delay, which is strange, but it was times back then. All right, we're moving fast here. Uh, Echo Lenny. I don't know why yeah. your name's Echo Lenny, but Lenny, give me a notable TV moment. It's just like the 10 and 1 Eagles. Elvis has left the building when Elvis died. When Elvis died. Um, yeah, he didn't die live on TV, but obviously there would be coverage. But it's not going to be a winning answer just for coverage. Nick in Delaware. Nick, a notable TV uh, moment. Uh, the OJ verdict. That's a big one. That's a very, very big one. OJ verdict. I missed the first 20 minutes of a class. Skipped that 20 minutes to watch the end of that. We had. Is that bigger than the the the, the Bronx? <sighs> like I kind of feel like uh, they cancel like one another out because uh, they're so close. That's a that would be they're an interesting Twitter between. poll question. Which was bigger? I mean, ooh. All right, I got to think on that. John, John, <laughs> give me an answer. Notable TV moment. Uh, the Oswald shooting. That's the answer I've been waiting for all day that I think was it? I would vote for if it was said. The Oswald shooting. Oh, okay. So you got a guy who has been accused of killing the president. He is being moved. He is being moved from one spot to the other. There are all sorts of people in that hallway, including television cameras rolling live, and the guy gets shot on TV. I think there's a compelling case that might be the winning answer. Gary in New Jersey. Gary, a notable TV moment. Real quick, can we get, like, like uh, analytics department to quantify how many hammers it starts with? Well, I'm not really good at sports, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Gary. So, I, I'm, Gary, I mean, you got to call I mean, in tomorrow for Pete Hammer. Now, you'll lose because I am. Dead Hammer! But I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if if you missed that, by the way, Gary, that was yeah, hammer. All right, but no yeah. one missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't really follow sports. Um, I'll give it my best um, shot, though. They don't say that too often. <laughs> Normally, they say they do, and then they I'm not stink. good with that. Whatever the topic is. Oh, in not the day. my not my best category. I'll try, <laughs> yeah. well, do they say that after you say the no, category? Say it's happened before. Okay. Or, the, or there'll be a groan when I yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gary, give me an answer, a notable uh, television moment. This was before they had these press conferences a lot. I'm in a post office, so I can't really scream it, but John Cheney, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. So, again, I don't know that that happened live. Yeah, I, don't I think, think it was it did. done by, you know, sports reporters and then replayed. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're commingling things played a million times, but likely wasn't live. I'll just put it that way. All right. We got some big answers here today. Obviously, we got two different OJ answers. We have the OJ Whiteford Bronco Chase. We have the OJ Verdict. We have the Oswald shooting. We have the Michael Jackson moonwalk. We have the Princess Die and Charles wedding. We have the Challenger explosion. Uh, we have uh, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. We do have Bud Dwyer. They are probably the biggest. There's also Madonna and Britney and stuff like that, but these are probably the biggest. Okay, John, your instincts, where are you at? I love the moonwalk, personally. I know you do. It's a big one. I don't think it's the right answer. James, where are you? I was leaning towards one of the two OJs, personally. Okay. One of the two. We can get back to that. Rhea, where are you? It's, it's For me, it's the OJ, one of them. 
All right. So I think we're going to be in OJ land because I've got the Oswald shooting, but I've got two OJ-ish votes. So let's try to assess what was a bigger TV moment, the White Ford Bronco chase or the OJ verdict. John? God, I don't know how to break this tie. I, I think it was the verdict. I'm going to the verdict because everyone watched it. Like the people tuned sure in for the Bronco, for and it was yeah. but we all we. I all think it's the Bronco the because there was. I mean, you didn't know what was about to happen, including like, is he going to kill himself? Well, that's what was. So, yeah, I think the it's the. I think it's the Bronco. Crazy. I think it's the Bronco. I would vote for the verdict. I go and verdict. Yep. Are we making this a poll tomorrow? <laughs> we can. What there was a bigger go. TV moment between those two? Sure. All yeah, right. I'd be interested. That's Tomor- fun. Tomorrow's like poll. We'll figure that out. Everyone have a wonderful rest of the day. Uh, Joe and uh, and Hugh, they are up next. We'll talk to you tomorrow on 94 WIP.